Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. I'm Beth. I almost did my whole little shtick again about me being Beth and you being Missy. <laughs> I guess it only works one time, right? Well, but it was fun that time. It so. was that. It was it was fun that one that one time where we tried to be each other and it, it didn't last long. It, it but, didn't last, but we do giggle a little bit because here in this grandparenting season of life, um, kind of very randomly, Missy is Mia and Beth is Bia. Mia and Bia show right here, man. <laughs> Yes, and our grandkids named us, so there you go. Not quite sure how that happened, but it is funny. (laughs) It is, uh, and they are a joy, aren't they? They They, are something else. They are. Uh, My daughter called me, oh, a week or so ago after a beautiful sunset. I mean, it was, I had taken a picture of it. I sent it to a friend of mine. She took the sunset picture at her house and sent it back to me. It was just gorgeous. I've seen, I've seen pictures on Facebook of that same sunset. It was a beautiful sunset, but she called me and she said, I just want you to know, there's no doubt this grandson of yours is your grandson. He got out of the bathtub and looked out the window and said, Mom, look at that sunset. Oh, that's so beautiful. He's six years old. I love it. And she said, yes, I took him outside. Both sides of their house has a gorgeous view. Um, And he had seen the view out the front. She said, let's go to the back. And they went to the back, and he was mesmerized by it. And she said, do you know who painted that sunset for you? And he said, God, she said, yeah, he's, he's a magnificent artist, isn't he? I love that. I love that my six-year-old grandson is already recognizing the, the handiwork of God and that, um, that, he has, that he has my heart for appreciating the beauty of nature that God shows us in his creation. Um, that's the joy of being Mia and Bia. Mm-hmm. We get to pass along our love for the Lord and for his creation to another generation. Ah, yeah, what a privilege. What a privilege. Yeah, and I can, uh, I can see your property, uh, how beautiful that would look. Just looking at your backyard is, mm-hmm. is beautiful. So adding the sunset to that or, or just seeing God in the little things, I think, is one of the exciting things for me you know we whether the kids are on their knees watching the ants crawl on the sidewalk mm-hmm. or um just talking through things sometimes um my we live with four of our grandchildren mm-hmm. and uh the twins are will be five soon so there's one boy and three older girls <laughs> poor guy oh he tries <laughs> beth and you'll you'll appreciate this because you know with clay and and his sisters but he wants so bad to do what the older girls do. And my other son, that we live with one son. My other son is close, and he has four girls, mm-hmm. um, three older. So there, there's a bunch of girls older than this little guy. And he, he wants so bad to run with the big kids, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, my daughter comes and brings her. Now she has two two boys that are older, but he doesn't he doesn't follow the boys so much. He really mm-hmm. he wants to be with those girls. And we've been kind of going through this thing about being a gentleman and what that means and how I know you want to be with them, but what makes them want to be with you? Mm-hmm. If you're not kind, will they want to be with you? And he, so we're, we're, you know, going through that whole process of, 
you know, he looked at me one day, and I could just see the confusion in his face when we were talking about hitting. Uh, his older sister hit him, so I, I get that. But it's like you, you know, we have to deal with these things now. And I talked to his sister, said, "Listen, I know you're frustrated." But consider this, he's growing. <laughs> One day he may punch you back. And yes, it'll be wrong, but he'll already have done damage to you that will hurt. Mm-hmm. He's going to be bigger than you. Plus, you're teaching him, whether you realize it or not. So all those interactions every day, every day, all the time, so many opportunities for me living, basically living with them. You know, we have separate quarters. Separate but quarters, but... Attached house. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, so... They're, they're in and out of our house daily on a constant basis. We love it, uh, but it's a, cha- it's a challenge because we're, we're doing – our kids are great parents and they do their mm-hmm. own parenting, but mm-hmm. we're sometimes in the position to do some of that if they uh, run to the store and leave the kids with us or, you know, or we're there and there's a meltdown. You know, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to de- deal with it till mm-hmm. mom and dad get there, right? So um, – but the idea of just day-to-day, the things that we really need to learn and where we need to look for our answers. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I absolutely like do. Teaching your, your children, okay, there's a problem, but there's an answer. There's an answer. Mm-hmm. We can answer this this problem. And um, I, I don't like being a referee, but I have, I've tried in recent weeks to especially – one, one sister, one brother, they go at it pretty, pretty hard. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, I know you get frustrated. Come to me. This mm-hmm. is a simple answer. Come to me. We'll work it out. You know, that was kind of enlightening for the sister. It was like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. And a couple of times she came to me and I separated them. And, you know, she got her space and he got his space. And she was like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. just want you to know that as we go through life, there are going to be problems and obstacles but there's no obstacle that Christ cannot mm-hmm. overcome it and I can't don't don't say I can't you maybe you can in your own strength but God has given you mm-hmm. Jesus to help you he's in your heart you have the Holy Spirit and you have the strength in yourself to respond the way that you need to so you've given them a, a visual um, example of the mediator that Christ is for yeah. us yeah, and hopefully, mm-hmm. I don't know. I worry that I don't do enough. You know, oh, I should do. Yeah. And I think every mom, every grandmother, every dad, every grandparent who loves the Lord feels the same way. Like, oh, I should have done this. I should mm-hmm. do that. I should do this. I, I guess it just gets back to the opportunities that God gives us to speak, to just speak about Him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know the verse in Deuteronomy that says, as you. As you lie down, as you walk yep. by the way, as you, you know, like put them as frontlets between your eyes. Mm-hmm. These are the, the, the laws that the, uh, the children of Israel had. Like make it, just be aware of it all the time and, and teach your children as you go, day in and day mm-hmm. out. That's the concept here, right? Mm-hmm. That's the modern, what, what yeah. we do, yeah. Right, the modern day equivalent would be uh, when you get up in the morning and when you're driving to school or to yep. sports or you know, whatever, when you're sitting at the table, when, when you're putting them to bed at night, yeah, make sure that the word of God is there, ready to speak truth into their lives. You know, it's interesting, Beth, because I think sometimes we think, again, it's our job to fix, you know, and especially, Mm -hmm. I mean, no one wants their child or their grandchild 
to be hurting. So if they're in conflict with what, whether it's a brother or sister or someone at school or or something has happened that that is making their life difficult, one of the first things we kind of want to jump to in our flesh is let's fix it. Let's fix it so you can stop crying and everything can be wonderful and you can be happy. Um, guess what? That's not always the, mm-hmm. that's not always the best way to go about it. I think we need to not be afraid of the hard conversations. One that might say, you know, I don't have the answer to that. I don't know why, but I I know God does, mm-hmm. and I know if we go to Him and we ask Him, His His Bible tells us that He'll give us wisdom, and when He gives us wisdom, we'll know how to act and respond and what to do. Mm-hmm. I know that He promises to give us strength. I know he promises to give us faith and grace and mercy. He promises us everything we need and he promises that he'll never leave us. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the answer to the problem, but I know the one who does mm-hmm. and I know where we should go. Absolutely. I remember, oh, a number of years ago and I have, you know, I'm a little unique in my mothering situation because we had our two daughters and then six years later we had two more daughters, and then there was a boy tagged on the end that we call God's surprise. But um, anyway, what a joy, but boy, am I thankful to have five adult children because I really am enjoying this season of life. Mm. But each of them, in their own way, gave me opportunities to recognize the practical application of the Word of God. Mm how it applies to our everyday lives. Like you said, the text from Deuteronomy, where when you wake up, when you lie down, when you're at the table, when you're traveling. But this all really came to life uh, one week, I guess, when when there was a school trip, right? And um, I was in a group of, of kids who were around my kids, my my two middle kids age, I guess it was. And the moms in this group, the other moms, knew that I had had two older and now was doing parenting in this. So they saw me as the seasoned mom. Um, It was interesting to me on this trip, I had four different moms come to me personally about the same situation. So four moms, four kids. These kids were involved in a, a friendship issue. And um, each of the moms wanted to know what to do. Wow. Isn't that funny? Uh, Not funny. It's just life. And it was so much fun because, I mean, none of them knew that each of them had talked to me. But for me, it was fun because the answer was the same for all of them. It wasn't a matter of taking sides, Missy. It wasn't he said, she said, they said, they did. What, you know, this, this was... Speaking to the heart of the mom, according to what I have learned through the years from raising kids, but especially from being in the Word, I said, your job isn't to fix this. Mm-hmm. Your job is to love your child well and point them to Jesus. Amen. That is all you can do. You, you, this is a world full of trouble, and if you can give them the tools to get through this trouble mm. now— they can take those tools into life in the world because they're going to have more trouble. Exactly. And, and at some point, they're going to be out from under your roof. Mm-hmm. What will they have with them? Will they be well-equipped to face life on their own? Will they be well-equipped to face, I mean, in this world, you will have trouble. That's what Jesus told us. Well, are they equipped to face trouble? And how will they face trouble? Who will they look to? Um, these are things I think we 
we don't ask ourselves enough as a as a mom or even as a grandmother but you know what are we doing to help equip them as they walk out the door mm-hmm. we need to teach them where to look for guidance we need to teach them to look for guidance to God first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to teach them to pray. We need to teach them to um, to rejoice and celebrate God's answered prayer. I mean, sometimes I don't. E- I think we don't even help them if we don't teach them to pray. They don't see answers to their own prayers. That doesn't build their faith. They've mm-hmm. got to see answers to their own prayers, and when they do, man, they take off like a like an eagle. It's amazing to watch kids' faith flourish when they see ah. I prayed and asked God to help me, and he did. Mm -hmm. He answered me. Mm -hmm. Suddenly it's something not just mom and dad say or my Sunday school says or Sunday school teacher says or the preacher says. It's something real to me. It's like my own real faith. And for me, that was always important for my kids to realize, hey, this isn't, it's your faith. It's your faith Mm -hmm. journey. You need to take faith with you when you go, not my faith, not your dad's faith, not the church's faith. You've got to have your own faith. Mm -hmm. And that faith, it's going to grow if you know how to nourish it and and where to look for answers as you live out this life. Mm -hmm. Because you are going to have trouble. You are going to have obstacles. Um, And I I just remember saying to one of my grandkids not too long ago, I I know this is hard. It is a hard situation. And I'm really sorry you're going through it. But I want you to understand how to respond because you're going to run into more hard situations. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be out in a world that doesn't love you. Not like I love you. Right. So you can get mad at me and I understand that. That's okay, honey. But you're going to find yourself in a situation and you're going to, what are you going to do when you get out there and someone who doesn't love you and re- you respond to them? this way. Mm -hmm. It's going to cause you a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. I don't want that for you. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to that uh, passage in Deuteronomy 6 that we've been referencing several times. Um, I'm going to start in verse 4. No, actually, I'm going to start in verse 5. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Verse 6 says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Verse 7 says you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise and that's where it goes in then to binding them on your hands and be frontlets between your eyes write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates and I would say do it just do it um have that scripture so ready and available for you or the scriptures that have impacted your life and the way you do life. Have them in your house. Put a sign by your door. Um, write them. For me, I've written them on my closet wall. So if my kids go into the closet, they, they see all kinds of scriptures in there. But be talking about the truth of God's word to your child. That's what you're doing with your grandchildren, Missy, when you're saying this is this is a hard thing and you're angry and you're 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 yelling at me uh, because that's the way you express your anger with the people who are close and safe. But let's look at how this mm-hmm. plays out in another decade. Um, in another five years even. We don't have to go ten years ahead. And let's look to the word of God on how to respond. That's why Romans 12 became 
so important to me. Uh, and, and along the way, as I memorized it, my son memorized it too. Mm-hmm. And now he can give you those same scriptures. And he often reminds me of them <laughs> as we're in conversation. Uh, the, the passages in Philippians about anxiety, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything in your prayers and petitions with thanksgiving. We used to say, handful of thanks, five things. Tell me five things you're thankful for right now. I know you're not thankful for this thing, but with thanksgiving, let's present this request to God. And that scripture goes on to say, and his peace will wrap itself around your heart. I think sometimes when we're teaching our kids to pray about situations, they think that it's going to be um, the thing, you know, whether it's the friendship or the thing I want or the, Mm. the role I'm trying out for no it's not always <laughs> something you can see with your eyes something no. sometimes it's just this thing you can feel in your heart that says i've got you yeah i think i've told you before my son has called, has literally called me up on the phone before and said mom quit praying i mean like whatever it is just quit <laughs> Qu- quit quit praying because i don't pray easy prayers for my children and i don't pray easy prayers for my grandchildren i'm much more yes i want them happy mm-hmm. i would that of course I would love to see them happy and smiling and get whatever they want. But that's not what's healthy for them, and that's mm-hmm. not what's good for them. Mm-hmm. I don't pray that. I pray that God would, uh, you know, we last podcast, we, we, we looked at some verses of Scripture that said that, that we would know how wide and how deep and the depth of God's love for us. Those are the Scriptures I pray for my children. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes in order to see that, you got to be deep in the weeds, <laughs> Do you right. know what I'm saying? Right. You go through you go through hard times and God is with you through it and you come out the other end with a deeper faith. So if I'm praying for patience and be careful with that one mm-hmm. <laughs> or perseverance, you know, those are things that mean there's going to be some obstacles and some hard things that come against us. But in the end, it's far more important for me and I know for you too, Beth, that our children, our grandchildren, are rooted and established in a faith mm-hmm. with their own faith that goes so deep into the soil of God's word that they can't be knocked over by the fiercest wind. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. And I pray all the time that they would have a hunger for God's word to get into it more deeply, that they would long to know him more. Because I know from my own life, there are seasons and there are times and there, there are hills and there are valleys. And this journey is a difficult one. And Satan is constantly at us to make us become either comfortable or apathetic or sort of in la-la land mm-hmm. without looking at what's going mm-hmm. on around us. Uh, if, if we look for comfort, we're going to find it. We can be at ease. Any North American Christian can be extremely at ease. Go to church, drop your money in the plate, and sit back and say, well, I go to church every day or or every week. I'm involved here or I'm involved there. Going deeper means looking at the reality of, of the hard things of life. And sometimes it means going through some hard things ourselves. I mean, and Jesus told us himself that... We, we would have trouble in this world. That's a given. Mm-hmm. That's not a, oh, if you have problems, if you run into adversity. No, no. The psalmist said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. It's good for me. Mm-hmm. Because now I know God's love for me. I know his word. I, I'm stronger in my faith. All these things he lists of why it's good for me to be afflicted. Mm-hmm. Well, really, Beth, if we go into a room full of people and say, okay, who wants to be afflicted here? 
Who wants trouble? Who wants to hurt? Who wants to be in a little agony emotionally, <laughs> you know, spiritually, financially, relationally? Who would like that? Anybody? It's good for you. It, it's good. No, we don't want that. And sometimes we try to circumvent that for our kids or our grandkids, and that's where we get into trouble. They call that snowplow parenting. Oh, snowplow yes, parenting. Yes, we've had helicopter parenting, right? Snowflake parenting. Well, yeah. I, I think maybe the snowplow parenting has resulted in the attitude of the path should always be cleared for me. Yeah. And, hey, that's... That, it's nice to have a cleared path, but I don't know about you, Missy. When I was young, I was the one that cleared the path. It was called snow shovel <laughs> childhood. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have to be willing to take up the tool, the shovel, to clear the path, or the word to set our minds on things above. I mean, God's word says he will keep in perfect peace all whose minds are stayed on him because they trust in him. I believe that's Isaiah 26.3. There's a choice we have to make in the midst of the non-peaceful times, the anxious moments, the, the emotion of anger or um, um, offendedness or whatever it is that's, that's starting to you know well up within us. We've got to take it captive, and we have got to choose to do the right thing in responding to these situations that are setting our emotions on fire. And what is the right thing? The right thing is the Word of God. So I come back to that whole privilege of, of being in um, relationship with our, our grandkids, our kids, but it's not just grandkids and kids. It's nieces and nephews. It's, it's oh, yeah. the people on your street or in your apartment building. Absolutely. Or what, it's your circle of influence. As a follower of Christ, the best thing you can do for those that you have the opportunity to impact is to live out the Word of God in your day-to-day -day life and to, as, as we've heard before, build that bridge of relationship that's strong enough to bear the weight of truth. And so when we, when we hear about the troubles that our neighbors, our kids, our grands, our whomever are in, we listen. We always listen. And then we either ask if we can pray for them right now, or if that relationship isn't at that place, we let them know, hey, I'll be praying for you. And we pray. Don't make that a flippant response. Pray for those in your circle of influence. Even if you don't know them by name, God knows them. But this is how we take the truth of God's word and we apply it to the practical uh, opportunities in our lives. With our grandkids, well, Missy, I think you're the one that, that taught me the value of teaching our grandkids songs that maybe they wouldn't have learned without <laughs> us. I mean, I was always good at the nursery rhymes and, you know, the alphabet song and all of that stuff, teaching that to my kids and the Sunday school songs. But when you told me you sang a hymn to your kids and now you're also singing that same hymn to your grandkids, it lit a fire in me. And I've done the same with my grandbabies. It It's really kind of a... Um a tradition that was organic in our family, if that makes sense. You know, we lost our first son 
uh, Joel. And so there was some there was some music, there were some hymns that really ministered to me um, as God helped me to heal from the loss of our son. So when I had JT, our second oldest, when I finally had a baby to hold and sing to, um, I sang him those songs. I sang him the exact songs that were, and it reminded me how good God was to give me a baby to hold. Um, I had a baby in heaven, had a son in heaven, but I had a baby to hold. And so um, just kind of kept doing that through my kid's childhood. And I, I don't know when or how, um, but my children picked that up when they started having kids. Mm-hmm. They sang the songs I sing to them. I sang to them. They they started singing them. And w- there was one in particular um, that kind of has become the family theme. And even the older kids sing it to the younger kids now. It's the grandkids. And they will they know the song. They ask for the song. It's called Day by Day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it, it's just so cool to see that and to know, you know, the Lord... The Lord builds our faith through the tough things that we go through, but he also gives us gems and jewels. I mean, if you go down into a mine, it's like going down into a mine and being down in the, you know, that's not much fun. But when you find the diamond or the rough cut gem or the stream of gold or the silver or whatever it is you're mining for, you bring those Mm -hmm. gems and jewels out of there and you say, look, look what came from there, you know. I don't want anybody to have to go down into the mine, but that's where I found these gems. So I'm not letting anybody take that from me, right? Um, Is it Psalm 84 that says, when we pass through the valley of Baca, those who dig deep will find pools of refreshment. That's what those gems are. That's what they those are. gems are. Yeah. yeah. And they it's, like I said, it's become, um, and as I've shared it, it, it has it has struck, I think, in and because it's so simple to do. It's so simple to do. It's a simple way to share. I mean, I don't know a kid that doesn't love to be sung to at night. Um, and I don't know a mama that doesn't love to lay down with her kids and sing to them. You know, uh, I can't sing personally, but I love singing to my kids. And uh, hearing your mom's voice or your grandma's voice, or your granddad's voice, or there's just something about that that, that uh, I think the legacy and the foundation that that builds in your kids is is huge and so uh, lots of ways lots Mm -hmm. and lots and lots of ways to to put those uh principles and those verses and that you know the the lessons we that god has taught us we can teach to our grandkids and then the reminder that the circle of influence is always greater than what you realize so missy you you that was birthed out of a heart in pain and it has impacted all of your kids and your grandkids, and it's impacted my family. So that circle of influence isn't always what you, you didn't set out to impact yeah. Beth Beachy's family, but you have because you are one who I listen to and learn from. And that's that's what influence is, being a person that others can listen to and learn from Mm -hmm. it's being in relationship had we never been in relationship with one another I I I wouldn't have picked up on that beautiful opportunity and as I look to the word as I open the word I am reminded that so many of the lessons that we we learn in the word came from a place 
that people would have never chosen, mm, right? That's right. Daniel didn't say, hey, pick me. I want to go in the lion's <laughs> den. And yet oh, his... Let's jump in the furnace. Yeah, yeah right, like right. I mean, think about all of these things. Paul was in prison when he was writing these letters. Do you choose to go to prison? Some would say yes by your actions. Well, trust me, uh, th- there was another force at work here. And uh, there is an evil one, and he is looking to kill, steal, and destroy. And he would love to destroy your faith, especially with those hard places in life. But it's your choice to make whether you will allow those hard places to defeat you or to become that valley of tears where you dig deep and find those pools of refreshment. Now, don't just think it's when when you're in the hard times that Satan is trying to use that to distract and defeat you. He'll also use your good times. Because hmm. if he can get you so comfortable yeah. that you don't turn to God for anything, you don't really need God, you're good, I got this, I'm doing good on my own. But he'll leave you right there and not mess with you. And that's why in all things, at all times, we have to come back to the word of God, to understand the heart of God, and to walk it out in this life that he has given us to live with the influence that we have the opportunity to share with those around us. In order to do this well, we have to open the word. So don't just take our word for it, open the word. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then, meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.